With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Palace Intrigue. I am your host, Mark Francis. Omid Scobie says, The hardest part for Harry and Meghan was taking those initial steps away from their royal roles. That was harder than they would ever have imagined. They had it all mapped out in their heads. They tried to find a way to compromise and find the half-in, half-out way. But would that have enabled them to have the level of happiness and security that they have today? Probably not. Those ties to the institution would have still been strong, and there would have constantly been issues about financial endeavours and the business decisions they made. Documentarian Nick Bullen wonders if Harry and Meghan could be heading for obscurity, comparing Harry to his uncle Edward VII. It's fascinating when you draw the parallels between the two, Bullen told Fox News. Both of them married, divorced American women. We all know that, but it goes much deeper than that. Edward and his brother also experienced their own sibling rivalry can be compared to Harry's strained relationship with his former brother, Prince William. But Edward and his brother Bertie, King George VI, never really resolved their differences. The co-founder and editor-in-chief of True Royalty TV continued, and when Edward wrote his book, it was really the first time a senior member of the royal family had written such a book, and he was paid a fortune at the time. It may have been the highest-paid book of its time. It had a tremendous impact. So what kind of impact will Harry now have? British TV presenter Mercy Maroki would be fine if Harry and Meghan went away. Quite frankly, I'm wholeheartedly, unreservedly, uninterested in what they have to say about anything. Meghan and Harry say they want some privacy and space, but I'm starting to feel like it's us who need a bit of privacy and space from them. You turn on your TV and there they are, doing their interviews in front of millions of people. So you flip to Netflix and there they are again with their multi-year, multi-million dollar deal. So you switch that off and think, we'll just relax with a nice podcast instead. So there they are, being their weird and woke selves. So you think, well, we'll just have to switch off completely and read a book. They can't get me there too, surely. But alas, you step into Waterstones, reach for a book from the shelf, and there they are again with their kids' book. And of course, their impending tell-all memoirs. The Sussexes accused members of the royal family of being concerned about how dark their baby was going to be, but have refused point-blank to name the culprit. Now, obviously, none of us are privy to the conversations that took place behind public doors, but that's exactly the problem. It's their word against everyone else's, and we're just expected to blindly swallow their narrative while they give us no evidence about who was racist, or what was even really said. Do I think some members of the royal family have racist views? Of course I do. No institution is immune from racism, or indeed any other form of hate, but I, like many others, do not believe our royal family is a racist family. She concluded, if the Sussexes want to prove us wrong, then they need to give us the evidence or go away. Palace Intrigue will be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Who is Penny Matchbull, Prince Philip's constant confidant, coming to the crown? That's the question asked and answered by people. Penny Natchbull will be introduced in Season 5 of Netflix's fictional drama centred on the British royals. She married to Philip's godson, Norton Natchbull, Lord Rumsey, on October 20th, 1979. Not only did Prince Charles serve as Norton's best man, the Natchbull's eventual home, Broadlands in Hampshire, had been the destination where Philip and then Princess Elizabeth spent their honeymoon in 1947. Before the marriage that made Philip Penny's uncle, she had previously met the Duke of Edinburgh and the Queen in 1974. Philip was 32 years Penny Senior, the pair developed a close friendship over the years, bonding over their love of outdoor activities and all things equestrian. Philip taught Penny the sport of carriage driving, according to Yahoo, and they often attended the Queen's beloved Royal Windsor Horse Show alongside the monarch. In 2020's Prince Philip Revealed, biographer Ingrid Seward wrote that, When I saw Philip and Penny gilding around the dance floor at the Royal Yacht Squadron Ball during Cow's Week, Neither of them gave a damn who saw them or what anyone might say. Over the years, Seward says Penny, now 68, became the second most important woman in the Duke of Edinburgh's life, a constant confidant, loyal companion, and keeper of secrets. Penny remained a steady companion to Philip in his final years. She visited him frequently at Sandringham after his retirement in 2017, and she was one of the 30 invited guests when his funeral in April was drastically pared down due to COVID safety precautions. She looked heartbroken when she arrived at the funeral, and she is heartbroken, AIDS told The Express at the time. She's lost her best friend. And there you have it. Please follow us on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Mark Francis. My thanks to John McDermott. This is Palace Intrigue and Good Times. On five daily trivia questions, each day we ask five questions on one subject. This week's topics are Chuck Norris, Apple, the women of comedy, Michael Caine, and St. Patrick's Day. Think you know the answers? Follow five daily trivia questions wherever you get your shows, and there's an entire back catalog you can surf to get your daily trivia fix. Five daily trivia questions in under five minutes. Five daily trivia questions. Each week on the new podcast, The Top 11, we pick a theme and give you the top 11. This week, it's the top 11 events of the Roman Empire. The Colosseum is a very impressive piece of architecture and engineering, but did it make the list? Find out which Roman Empire event is number one. Follow the top 11 wherever you get your podcasts.